Welcome to Cab World, first off the rank for news, reviews and interviews from the world of taxi, private hire and chauffeur drive. This is episode number 15. Joining me as ever is William, my co-host. William, how's things with you this week? Yeah, we're good. Uh, we're good. Things are picking up. Um, we're starting to get um, some numbers back, uh, slowly good. but surely getting our drivers back. And uh, yeah, the public are starting to get out and about in Scotland. So um, I think most companies that are reporting, you know, a big jump in uh, job figures and everybody looking to try and get their drivers back. So yeah, things are looking good, Loki. That's good. That's good. Yep. And and, uh, and to help things even further, it's absolutely freezing and uh, and uh, just yes. sound with rain pretty much every day. So it's uh, hopefully that's going to help the trade as well, because who wants to be out in this? Mind you, that's part of the problem, isn't it? If you want to go out and socialise, it needs to be outdoors uh, in a beer garden. So you're going to get soaked and freezing. But uh, I think everyone's waited for it this long. They, they don't mind a bit of rain. Yeah, I've got to say that um, if you're going to sit out in it, you're welcome to it because it is absolutely Baltic out there. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's bad enough. It's not so bad if you're walking about, but to sit down in it, it's just freezing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, thanks. Uh, not for me. Not for me. have my share of that. So, um, yeah. okay. So coming up in this episode, episode number 15, as I said. Um, we start off with the news section, just a summary of top stories that are affecting our trade. And then we'll finish off with the what's on section, um, which is events planned in the UK and overseas. So we'll uh, we'll start off uh, looking at the news stories. So we're going to start off with uh, driverless taxis. Now, William, this is becoming quite a regular thing. You know, we're, we seem to be talking about technology here, whether it's, you know, new vehicle technology, um, you know, in the vehicle itself. But this is taking it to another level here. Now we're, we're at a stage where, you know, the very existence, existence of the, the taxi driver is, is under threat. Yeah, well, this is something that I've noticed. I think we were saying there that China's already got a number of them actually out and about. Now you can actually hire a few of them in China. Um, and as I see that the UK um, are just waiting to okay them as well and get some on the road um, on test. And I think this is going to come to us a lot quicker than some of us think. And I, I believe that um, these guys that are working for the gig economy, the, the, the app ride companies, um, I think they'll be going back, chatting the door with some of the, the, the private hire and taxi companies that they worked for before saying, can I come back to you because uh, they've just bought on a whole load of cars that don't need any drivers? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we've all been sacked. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, it's it's it, it seems like it's too futuristic. It seems to me like it's it's something that's not going to happen for a long time. But actually, the more you read stories like the one we're just about to cover, the more you realise that it's it's nearer than we than we think. Uh, you referred to um, China, so there's a, a Chinese uh, tech company, Beidou or ba- Baidu, I think they're called, and that's rolled out its uh, paid driverless taxi service, making it the first company that's actually commercialized autonomous driving operations in China. 
So it's already out there. Um, and uh, there are apparently up to 10 Apollo robo taxis, as they're being called, which are now operating simultaneously in an area of about one, uh, just over one square mile. And it's picking up and dropping off passengers at eight uh, pre-assigned stops in uh, a, a western province of Beijing. And each ride costs the um, the local currency equivalent of £3.30. Um, and it's open to passengers that are aged between 18 and 60. So, I mean, it sounds less like a taxi and more like a, almost like a, a bus or a tram service, given that there it's, it's predefined pick-up and drop-offs. Yes. Yeah, but I think this is just the test. I think it's only a matter of time before these things... Um, I don't see it as far away as what a lot of people do. I think it's coming to as fast. Um, technology is very, very quick nowadays. And I, I can see this being with us in the next few years. Um, so, yeah, be very, very careful for what you wish for. Well, that's right. I mean, we seem to hear about a lot of these innovations taking place in China but there's also uh, a, a story come to light about uh, activities in Germany where, again, driverless taxis could soon become a reality. There's a business called uh, Mobileye, which is um, actually an Israeli uh, autonomous uh, driving company. And uh, they want to have driverless taxis on the road by next year. So, <laughs> I mean, we're halfway through 2021 already. Uh, so, yeah, by 2022, um, we could see these on the roads in, in Germany. So, uh, yeah, it's the, the plan is that next year uh, they will take the uh, the safety driver out of um, the, the, the vehicles on their fleets um, and and utterly rely on uh, the uh, the tech inside the vehicle to, uh, to, to drive from A to B, uh, which is quite incredible. I mean, you, you you do tend to think because you, you hear a lot of these stories, you know, taking place in in China. You know, you tend to think, well, that's the you know the other side of the world from uh, from from the UK. Um, you know, but this is happening in in Germany. It's happening yeah. at a major European city, <laughs> and you know, if it's happening there, then it's it's going to happen in the UK fairly soon after that. I would imagine. Yeah, I think um, the the minute you let the the gig economy run things, um, this is certainly where your Uber and what have you are going. Um, I seen something there recently where it was saying that um, Amazon was losing. I think it was about nineteen ninety odd. They were losing a million pound a year, and people were questioning, you know, how is this company going to stay afloat? You know, you're going to go bust shortly. Now it's the richest company going, isn't it? And the, the yep. same's happening with Uber. Uber are losing money like you've never seen before. But when these driverless cars come along, I mean, think about it. There's, there's no driver to pay commission to anymore. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they will start making a lot of money. Um, and all we're doing at the moment is building up a client base for them. So anybody that's involved with you know, covering their work at the moment, they, they, they're going to be told we don't need drivers anymore. Goodbye, guys. Yeah. We've put on these driverless cars. And, you know, you're going to have to go back and look at your old company and see if they've got any work left for you. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're going to have, without a doubt, Lockie, you're going to have people saying, I won't get in that vehicle. 
you know, there's nobody driving yeah. it. Mm-hmm. But I'm quite sure going back 100 years ago, you would have said somebody, just stay with a horse and cart. I'm not getting one of these things with a horse in front of it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're, you're right. I mean, there's some. There is something reassuring about there being uh, a driver, or um, as this um, as this last piece described them was a safety driver. Take the safety driver out of the of the vehicle. But there is something reassuring about having someone there who's potentially got access to a brake pedal and a steering wheel uh, just to get you out of trouble. You know. But uh, you know, I just think. But that, I, <laughs> sorry, I say to you at that point, is this the same guy who used to walk in front of the car with a red flag? <laughs> you know, you, know. If, you go, if you go back years ago when the automotive came out, you had to have a guy walking in front of it with a flag waving. You know, <laughs> there's right? a cab coming. Yeah, yeah. You go back, certainly before my day. But yeah, you go back 100 and, you know, they're way back to the Henry Ford days when the vehicles came out at first. There was a guy had to walk in front of you waving a flag saying that there was a vehicle coming. That can't be right. Uh, I'm, I'm going to have to look yeah, that Yeah, you up. look that I will look at that. <laughs> doesn't, that, doesn't that defeat the purpose of having a car if you've got someone walking in front of you? <laughs> Same ideas. You need a safety driver with these automotive vehicles. That, um, you know, so they'll do away with that as well. That's interesting. Oh, well, uh, well, we will we will look into that. And I... I, I, I um, I, I normally believe everything you say, but uh, on this occasion, uh, that sounds a little bit unlikely. But I can tell you're going to come up with some strong evidence shortly just to put me in my place. I'm convinced of it. I will, I will. I will see if I work for that. <laughs> okay. So the, in the 19th century, um, a red flag was the law in the United Kingdom um, required by drivers and early automotives. Um, and certain safety precautions. Um, so someone had to walk in front waving a red flag to say that there was a vehicle. So he basically walked about six feet in front of you. And if you Google that, you'll see it. <laughs> well, no, I believe you. Uh, thousands uh, wouldn't, but no, I, I I do believe you. But that is quite staggering. Just your um, your your the idea I have in my head is that these old vehicles, you know, the the very very early vehicles, probably made a similar amount of noise as you know, like a jet aircraft or something, you know, with all the steam power and uh, and so on. But uh, no, fair enough. There must have been someone out there with a flag just to keep everyone safe. Every day is a school day. Yeah, so, you know, this is the same guy that's sitting in this safety vehicle at the moment, um, reading his newspaper while the car does it all. I've heard that all. I've heard them saying things like, you know, uh, there was a guy killed in one of these vehicles um, when they tried it in Las Vegas or somewhere a year or so ago. But you know as well as I do, they're just going to bring all the stats out and say, well, on the same day, there were so many guys knocked over with drivers behind the wheel. Exactly, (laughs) exactly. So that's not going to stand up. But yeah, take my word for it, in our day, these carriages will be coming. I've said it before. They'll be very much, you know, they'll have all the weight and everything in them. Very much like you put your message down in the supermarket, they can tell you, you know, that you have not put your bag of salt or your bag of tatties on the... The, the scales, they'll know it's not been there. Um, so, yeah, they'll be weighed, there'll be cameras inside them, and that's about all you'll get in these vehicles. And where you've got as many people saying, I wouldn't get one, you'll get the younger generation, like your grandkids come along and saying, 
why did you get in that car with some stranger in the middle of the night? Are you nuts? <laughs> get one of these driverless things. <laughs> Absolutely. You'll be much safer in one of those. And, and, and you know, it will be interesting to see how they, how they, they work. I mean, you know, taxi drivers just now are carrying kits to clean up, uh, you know, debris that's left behind after some passengers, you know, whether that's, you know, unmentionable stuff or maybe they're chip wrappers or whatever, um, you know, so it's going to be interesting to see how that goes on, you know, smoking and all sorts of other things that, that could take place in a driverless vehicle. Uh, it's going to yeah. be interesting to see how that all pans out. So um, moving from uh, driverless vehicles, into uh, a more uh, somber story, unfortunately. This is a, a story that broke very recently about um, a 15-year-old uh, boy, as uh, as the uh, the piece is, is describing him. 15-year-old boy is charged over the murder of uh, a taxi driver. Uh, so this, uh, this 15-year-old is accused of uh, killing a 37-year-old uh, taxi driver uh, who was found dead inside his car uh, near a school in uh, Tottenham, Tottenham uh, in North London. Uh, so he's been charged with murder in connection with uh, with the killing. The boy was also charged with handling stolen property in a separate offence and was held in custody. Um, so it was originally uh, feared that the uh, the driver who was uh, from Romania may have been murdered by uh, a customer who booked the cab using um, an app called uh, called Bolt. So, I mean, this is uh, this is a, a shocking story, and uh, and obviously our sympathies go out to uh, the family of um, of of the the victim. It's just a, an appalling story, and you know, it's not something that we we cover very often. We try to find the the lighter side of the the industry when we can, and try and come up with news stories that are maybe a bit more about you know innovations and uh, and about good things that happen but i do think it's you know in the interest of of balance just to cover this because you know it's it, it can be dangerous out there and unfortunately this is uh, this is a, a a really big example of just how dangerous it can be yeah very difficult uh, i think the chap was um he had 13 or 14 years experience driving a, a minicab so he wasn't new to the country he'd been here a while mm-hmm. and just like the rest of us out there trying to make a living, trying to support his family. And for something like this to happen is just absolutely despicable. Um, I just don't understand it. Um, and again, you know, words feel me on it, Lockie. It really does. I just feel half sorry for them. I've seen the family on a news report and I just felt so sorry for the, the – the, he had actually supposed to be getting married last year, but because of COVID, they put it off. Um, so, yeah feel sorry for them. Terrible, terrible thing to do. Yeah. And, yep. you know, I'm quite sure the 15-year-old's family will also be, you know, absolutely dismayed at this as well. Do you know what I mean? You just never know what these kids are up to at times, don't you know? It's just... I'm well, that's, pretty sure they'll be just as shocked. That's right, absolutely. I mean, you know, nobody uh, brings their 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 child up to uh, to to be a, a criminal, far less a a murderer. So, yeah, you're absolutely yeah. right to point that out. I mean, you know, for for all parties involved in this, uh, you know, yeah. the, the families are, are, are you know have got a lot to uh, to deal with. Um, but yeah, absolutely horrible situation, and and just important to uh, to to cover that now and then because. You know, it's yeah. it's you know, this stuff's happening out there, so just something yeah, to be absolutely. mindful of.
Okay, so uh, moving on, um, we've got a story here about uh, a taxi driver who um, effectively dumped a couple uh, on the M6. So this couple were left stranded at the side of the M6 motorway after being thrown uh, out of a taxi. Um, the driver has had his license revoked, funny old thing, uh, in the interests of public safety. Now, the taxi was travelling southbound on the M6. It stopped close to Junction 27 uh, near to Wigan. And uh, and that's where the, uh, the the couple were ejected from the vehicle. Uh, and they were uh, effectively dumped on the hard shoulder at around um, three o'clock in the morning uh, towards the end of April. Now, uh, Northwest Motorway Police received reports of pedestrians uh, on the motorway and attended the scene only to discover that the couple had been uh, abandoned uh, by the taxi driver at the side of the carriageway. The couple had paid money to pay the fare uh, and, and no apparent reason was given as to why they, they were ejected. Um, so the police took the couple off the, uh, the M6 motorway and dropped them safely home. Um, now, I'm sure there's probably <laughs> two sides to this two sides story. To this story yeah. like, this is, Absolutely. This is only one side of it we're hearing here because it's it's quite unusual, I think, isn't it? To especially have a prepaid journey and uh, and decide to uh, eject your passengers uh, on the hard shoulder of a major motorway at three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I would have liked to have heard the driver's side of the story, although if he lost his license... Um, I feel we see what his defence was in that. They never gave any defence in the reports that we've seen. No. Uh, but it must have had some reason for doing that. You don't just throw somebody out. <laughs> you know, just I know. Maybe, maybe, the, maybe you know? the standard of their chat wasn't very good. He's like, I've had enough of you two. Get out. Get out. Yeah, maybe it was just uh, the, the frolicking in the back seat or something like that. They just thought, you know, enough's enough for this guy. <laughs> Absolutely. So, yep, if you uh, if you are that driver um, uh, now looking for, uh, yeah. for another profession, uh, but on the, the chance that you're still listening to taxi-related uh, podcasts such as ours, get in touch. Let us know your side of the story. We'd love to know more about this because, uh, as we said, we think there's probably two sides to, uh, to this story so we look forward to hearing from you okay uh, oh sorry uh, William go ahead no 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 no. I agree with you I mean I'd love to hear the other side of the story because there's clearly two sides there's more to that than just stopping and asking them to get out for no reason yeah exactly <laughs> there's a big chance your passenger might just say uh, no because we've paid <laughs> yeah and it's dark and cold <laughs> intriguing intriguing so yeah we'll look forward to trying to get some more details on that Okay, and then we'll just move on to our uh, final story in the news section. And this is about uh, a fairly high value uh, acquisition. A business called MBH Corporation has taken over Intercity Taxis, uh, which is its fourth acquisition of this year so far, and apparently its 26th acquisition in total. Intercity taxis are based in Hanley and have a fleet in the region of 120 vehicles and more than 150 drivers. 
So they have uh, a large account, which is uh, Staffordshire County Council, among others that they have, um, and uh, and look after other local authorities um, that use the, the company to provide school run services. And during the pandemic, Intercity introduced a new system with all sorts of uh, advanced technology. And uh, for the year which ended in May 2020, it generated an annual revenue of in the region of £2.1 million. So um, this is uh, this is a good story to, uh, to, to hear because you know, a lot of the, the coverage that we have, uh, William, about the sector is about, you know, decline. It's a it's about, you know, where's the future for taxi drivers? What's the future like for taxi companies? And yet here is a significant investment firm acquiring taxi companies. So they obviously have got quite a bullish view of the sector ahead. What do you think? I've got to say that in the last uh, two or three weeks, we've really picked up significantly. We've got a lot of not only we're old customers back, we're picking up a lot of new customers. Um, we have been extremely busy. I think like you know a number of other companies, it's time to get the drivers to cover this work. They seem to have done that. Um, 120 drivers, is that right, where they had somewhere about 120, 120 vehicles? Yeah, yeah 120 uh, vehicles and 150 drivers. So they've got some... Uh, and what was the price they sold? Was it something like £3 million or somewhere about that? So, uh, yeah, that's right. Um, the, the, the deal was um, well estimated uh, to be worth in the region of uh, £3 and £4 million, pounds, uh, which is you know it's quite significant. And it will see yeah. the business um, basically be a part of the... The, the Take Me uh, group, which is formerly um, ADT Taxis. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's great to see this. And, uh, you know, they're actively out there uh, purchasing uh, businesses. And, um, you know, it's it, it's great to see. It's great to see valuations put on a taxi business like that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that the, the, the taxi trade, although it's picking up now, um, I think we've got to start giving a better service. I think some of the drivers really need to have a look at themselves and, you know, get their dress code right, get their service in. That, remember, it is a service industry they're in, you know, and give a service and give a half-decent service. Uh, from the offices I've been about, um, so many of the offices are supplying the drivers with just about everything to do the job. Mm-hmm. I mean, you'll remember, Lockie, when it was just pure radios and you got a name and address and off you went. That's right. And now, now you're getting ringbacks, you're doing them yourself, you're taking car payments, um, you, you're getting sat nav to the pickup point, sat nav to the drop-off point. You know, the officers are doing their bit. Drivers have got to bring their side of it now. They've got to start getting into some sort of uniform, whether it be a polo shirt. It doesn't have to be a shirt and tie, but it can be a, a company polo shirt and, you know, half-decent trousers. You're starting to see them now, although it's a bit colder out there, Um you see some of these drivers standing about and you just think, when was the last time you changed your T-shirt? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. And, you know, that's that's made clear here that, you know, this is a business that's been very well run. Um, you know, it's long established. It's got a great reputation. And they obviously, you know, provide a high level of service and really that's what it's about i think if you if you provide the 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 level of service that people expect and are willing to pay for then you know everything else should follow behind yeah absolutely and i think drivers have got to realize that 
although they may be self-employed, they've got to work as a team and everybody's got to give the same kind of service. Um, and you've got to be there when the customer's looking for you. The, the, the thing about taxiing is the taxi and the vehicle must be there before the customer mm-hmm. because when the customer telephones looking for a vehicle, they're basically looking for one pretty quickly. To say that, you know, oh, it's very quiet out there tonight, I'm not going out, that's the wrong attitude. The only way you're going to make that busier is to get out there and cover the work as it comes in. I mean, I was recently in St Andrews and seen the work that goes up there and places like that where, you know, these people are looking for high-quality service up there. There's a lot of money in St Andrews, and particularly with some of these big hotels, the old course, the people that are spending money in things like, you know, chauffeur-driven cars up there. They're still looking for, you know, a good taxi service. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, it's amazing, um, you know, in some parts of the country where it's almost as though the drivers have got this attitude that, you know, you can't tell me what to wear. I'll wear what I want. And, you know, shorts, T-shirts, baseball caps and, you know, all that type of stuff. You know, I think that's, you know, that needs to that needs to end, I think. Yeah, I think we've still got uh, an. I think, you know, in the West here, we still have the odd one who thinks it's quite okay to wear your football top. And, you know, particularly in the West of Scotland here, when you've got the Celtic and the Rangers, yeah, it's not <laughs> a good idea to wear the football top. Yeah. Because you, inevitably, you're going to pick up a passenger who supports the other side. Yep. And it's not going to get down well. That is not going to end well. <laughs> <laughs> you're right you're right it's just it's just asking for trouble and uh, or you know if it's one of uh it's a fellow supporter then you might get a nice generous tip it could work for you or against you but look ultimately it's a service industry and you know like a lot of service industries you know you you need to look the part um you know some sort of uniform or or smart dress is is, is definitely the the way to go well lucky i've had the discussion with a number of our own drivers and i've heard all the stories about how they can't wear them and how that's this, that, and the next thing, and how they get dirty and things like that. And I say to myself, you know, you just need to look at some of these garages, like Quick Fit and things like that. They're all uniformed up, these guys are underneath your car. They come out, they've all got the same boiler suit on. You know, you get into McDonald's, they've all got the same uniforms on, whether they're, you know, throwing flipping burgers all over the place. They, they don't see what difference does it make. Yeah. You know, yeah. exactly. Yeah. You know, you've been in the shops yourself where people are just serving you behind the counter, um, whether it be, you know, Littlewoods or Marks and Spencers, they're all uniformed up. You see that drivers make a difference, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And the sooner drivers realize this and the sooner that they realize that they'll make a lot more money because yeah. customers will phone them and more offices will phone them. I mean, it's not the first time we've had hotels phone us up and say, you know, don't send that driver again because he was manky or his car was manky. I went to put stuff in the boot and there was his big spare tyre sitting it is well, interesting. I mean, you, you touched on technology earlier and, you know, this is becoming more and more common for passengers to rate their driver. 
at the end of the journey yeah. you know rate the vehicle rate the driver and and hopefully that's something else that's going to eradicate this um this kind of uh you know attitude of uh, you know I'll wear what I want you can't tell me what to do because you know ultimately it's going to affect the, uh, the 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 ratings of that driver and overall the ratings of the the whole business so yeah it's definitely definitely the way to go Okay, let's uh, move on to the final section of this episode. And as ever, it's the what's on section. So we're going to start off with the Scottish Taxi Expo that is scheduled to take place on the 6th of October. Uh, That's going to be in uh, the Normandy Hotel in Renfrew. We've got the LPHCA National Forum that's scheduled to take place on the 6th of July. That's at the Emirates Old Trafford in Manchester. Um, The same group, LPHCA, have got their roadshow that's scheduled to take place on Thursday, the 30th of September this year. That's at the um, Marriott um, Hotel at uh, London Heathrow. The PHTM Expo, that's a private hire and taxi monthly. Their expo is scheduled for Tuesday and Wednesday. That's the 14th and 15th of September this year. Taxi Expo 21 uh, is scheduled to take place on the 16th of September. That's in uh, the Netherlands. QSI Awards, um, those are scheduled to take place at... Uh, a venue that's not announced as yet. Um, I checked the other day, there's still no announcement on the venue, but the date appears to be reasonably set in stone. That's the 18th of November. And then finally, we've got the taxi fair in Madrid. Uh, This is still scheduled for the 21st and 22nd of November uh, this year. That's 2021. And this is the 2020 show that was uh, postponed. So if anyone has got any other shows or events that they'd like us to uh, to mention and add to this list, then get in touch in the usual way. Uh, that's through our, our Facebook page. And uh, yeah, I think that's everything we've got for, for this show. Uh, William, anything else to that's, add? That's for this week, Lockie. Yeah, absolutely. Another good show. And uh, I look forward to hearing that. I've got a few things lined up coming up in the next couple of weeks. So I'll get back to you on that, guys. Great stuff. Great stuff. Okay. Well, thanks again for listening and subscribing. Uh, Stay safe out there and we'll catch you in the next episode. Cheers, lads.